Welcome back to Stoop Kids 412. I am your host, Meet. Today, I got my friend here, Addison Domingo. He's a young entrepreneur here in Pittsburgh, artist as well. Addison, how you doing today? Thank you for stopping by to Stoop, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. Yeah, man, it's a beautiful day out. It's not too hot, not too humid. You know, got some construction going on outside, so if those viewers here in the background, I'm sorry. You know, it's just like, <laughs> Post-COVID, you know, if things are getting restricted, work's coming back, what can you do? Um, but Asin here runs a CBD company here in Pittsburgh called Follow the Trees, Ride the Vibe. Um, Addison, tell me a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into a little bit about your company. Um, okay, so I guess technically the company is actually filed as a creative and athletic consulting agency. Okay. So I wanna basically take down the barriers that the two different worlds of arts and athletics have because I believe that they're one and the same. Um, athletes at the highest level are artists and the fact that they can see their masterpiece before it happens and then artists at their highest level are athletes because they're performing at such a high level that it's recognized throughout the world basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd like to dive into the science behind that, what other people believe similar to you, interviews with people that do both athletics and art. Um, I just really think that it would not only benefit whatever that person's trade is, but it'll benefit them as a, as a human being altogether, working both sides of the brain, right. all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, like, uh, a couple of people that have been on the show, you know, promoting their, their musical careers or their, um, like, clothing brands and stuff mm -hmm. like that, a lot of them, when I talk to them, were at one point like invested in sports mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they're you know football players wrestlers you know you name it yeah. and like a lot of them were at some point in their life very invested in it and then it was like once like everybody at one point or another has to call it quits whether mm -hmm. it's from injuries or whether it's just like there's no feasible purpose to keep playing you know you're always looking to something to fill that gap right mm -hmm. so like when i when i stepped away from football at duquesne you know, it took me a while to fill that gap, but, like, here I am now with this podcast, and it's, like, help me fill that gap, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. given me that, like, kind of sense of purpose, the same, like, type of work ethic I need, and, you know, it's kind of hard to, to find that a little bit at first, but when you do find it, it's, like, weird how it's, like, people float to the arts, Yeah. you know? And Definitely. I think it's a lot of it's because in sports such as, like, football... Yeah, there's so much emotion in mm -hmm. sports, and right, and there's so much like of that camaraderie, and you know, a lot of creativity even in sports, like designing offenses, defenses, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you take those same aspects, and it can easily be translated into writing, producing music, you name it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about you. For me, the, the creativity was like, like you you see the play before it happens. It's like you imagine the feel. Right. of the ball off the bat or throwing that touchdown pass and stuff like that the greats like they, they, they see it before it happens they make it come true and um, it's interesting that you touched upon how yeah a lot of musicians stuff like that they, they 
our athletes before, and I think that there's an interesting, not necessarily gap, but two sides of that where it's, it's, we were talking about it earlier, actually, before we started that, that society um, really values material things, mm-hmm. and a lot of times athletes, once their sport is over, they don't play their sport anymore. Yeah. It's like, okay, did you love the sport, or did you love the other aspects about that sport that it brought you? So, you know, I've, I've played um, baseball all my life, played most sports all my life, and baseball is the <laughs> one that actually was not my favorite until... Um, college I loved basketball but for some reason baseball um, it taught me so much more and like it's something that I'll play until the day I die not because Mm -hmm. like I wanted to achieve the highest level but because there's something about those laces there's something about the dirt like it's a much deeper than that right and people I think that really love what they do um, they keep that they keep that part of them if they move on to something else then maybe it's Oh, like I'm into being the big man on campus. I'm into going to the parties with the girls, going to the parties with the team, and having that, like you said, sense of camaraderie, which isn't yeah. necessarily the sport. Right. It's 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 other. It's a byproduct. Like, exactly. They're yeah. into the byproducts, and so it's interesting to wean out the people that are byproducts of what they stand for, or it's like you're a living, breathing piece of art. You're a living, breathing athlete. Like it's a. It's an interesting thing, and it's not my place to judge who that is. I try to treat treat everyone equally, but it's definitely apparent that sometimes our priorities are not the right priority. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, in terms of this bridge between athletics and art, mm-hmm. right? Why do you think CBD then? Oh, CBD, that, honestly, CBD... Do you CBD, think that's, like, kind of this, like, that's bridge? The entre- and, that's the entrepreneur in me. Okay. I, uh, I started out with just shirts, wanted to just be a clothing company. I um, wanted to have, like, a similar, like, art collective. But it was... Um, I was working for a CBD company aside from my own. When we're, we're, we're good now. It's my buddy Tyler Bernard from back in uh, California... We had come up with the idea. That's what we wanted to do. Like, there's a bunch of money in and stuff like that. I was still in school. He had finished. And we just weren't seeing eye to eye on it. And I, once I saw the, the health benefits and the the markup, really, how low cost it is to make these products and how much these big corporations are capitalizing and making money, I wanted to create something that was basically a foolproof product because everyone's using it, but something that's more affordable for people instead of freaking a hundred dollars a product when yeah. it really only costs them 10 12 bucks to make right and it's just like i'm i don't think that that's what cannabis is about it's supposed to be for healing it's supposed to be a sense of community yeah it's not a big corporation big pharma business it's not what it's supposed to be right and so that was really just a product that i added to bring everything full circle um because I love making clothes and stuff like that. I love the art behind it and graphics, digital design. But at the end of the day, you know, I bring you over a sweet hat, right? Yeah. You don't need another Spe- hat. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, you don't need another one, though. It's not like... I need to throw this on. <laughs> it's, there's not necessarily a need. Like, it's, it's great. People support me. People buy the stuff. People buy the clothes. Right. But 
I mean, I just look. I, I look at it from my point of view. It's like if I buy a cool shirt, like I'm I'm set on shirts for a while. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not looking for another one, and so I wanted to find something a little bit more tangible, as far as that goes. And the more actually that I got into it, the more I'm like, this is something that I really believe in. Before, mm-hmm. but I, I'll be honest, yeah. Before it was just a way to like make money. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't about the holistic aspect of it at all. Um, but now, I mean, I'm a, I use CBD every day. Yeah. Yeah. So do you primarily use it for, for what reason? Just like, well, you mentioned that if you mentioned before the interview, uh, if COVID wouldn't have happened, you'd probably be playing professional baseball up in Canada right now. Yeah. So I got, I got contracts to play. I've, I've been out of school for two years. I've got contracts to play in Croatia, Australia, professional contracts in Mexico. Um, Canada was the most promising one. Um, or I was lined up to play in Italy as well. I just like it's just uh, sports in general is a is a sticky business because you know there's professional sports that aren't paying nearly enough. I think the best offer I had was only like twelve hundred dollars a month, but they would house my girlfriend and my dog and I. This is the one, the most recent one in Canada, and you know that, so that all that was extra spending money, but. I've got, I want to help people. Like I've got this business and it's going pretty well. I mean, shoot, I'm a guest here. Like there's so many other opportunities and other aspects that I can bring the game into my life and reach a bunch of people. It's not about, like I said earlier, it's not about making it pro and like seeing myself in the spotlight. It's about what can I use? What, what gifts did God give me to help the world? Right. And I just the more and more I dove into it, playing professionally is like that's a that's a self not, not necessarily a selfish thing because you can do a lot of good put putting yourself in a position of power like that. But it wasn't for me in the sense that like that's not what I was here to prove. I was here to love baseball and like see what it can bring. But CBD, like, is a way I guess to answer your previous question. The creams are anti-inflammatory. And so, like, they're, like, the best thing for me, like, I've got a torn hip labrum. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing to bring down inflammation, like, holistically. And the fact that it's holistic, it can be used with your other medications from doctors, from Big Pharma and stuff like that without any real side effects. Mm-hmm. And so, I dance as well. Um, my girlfriend dances, and that's something that artists and athletes can have in common. I've got... Um, vocal artists and singers, rappers that put it on their lymph nodes, on their throat to help bring down inflammation before and after they sing. Mm-hmm. Um, guitar players, pianos put it, put the creams on their hands. Yeah. So that's like the product that I use most just because of like what it is for me, um, where I come from. I do use the oil, which is like a blanket for CBD. Oil is like, it helps me regulate my sleep because I'm sure you know being an entrepreneur, like our minds are always going. Right. And sometimes it's hard to quiet that mind, and that's what keeps me up at night is like, what do I do tomorrow? When do I get it done? How much time do I have? Will it actually make money? Yeah, it's like that, like the, I always think of it as like the analogy of like a hamster on a wheel. Oh, yeah. It's like it, the it's hamster just never analogy. fucking comes off the wheel. It's just, <laughs> oh, not, it's, like, it's almost just like a supercharged, like, uh-huh. it's it's, I, I feel like, a, yeah, I feel like I'm a, I have a supercharged like hamster up in my head, and it's just like constantly like, yeah, we gotta keep going, yeah, uh-huh. like, it's 5 a.m., that don't mean shit, like, uh-huh. like and then what it's also the hell, hard man? Because, like, <laughs> you could even say that there's another track for the hamster because all of a sudden you'll get another great idea and it's like, well, shit, like I've got all this to do, right. but I can't let this one slip away. Right. And it's hard, man. It's really hard. Uh, 
but uh, like I think it was it. I think it was uh Bill I think it was Bill Gates. Yeah, I think it was Bill Gates. I watched this documentary. It was on Netflix of Bill Gates, uh-huh. and it was like kind of like just showing like his day to day. And, like, the dude just does not sleep. I yeah. think he sleeps, like, six hours. Oh, yeah, he wants to... Now, he, all, all he's of a sudden, just, he's into the medical field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, but the dude's just, like, constantly going. And it's, like... I think we, we were talking about this earlier, too, about, like, how the whole, like, eight-hour thing is just, like, not uh-huh. a real thing. I mean, yeah, like, I'm not saying, like, don't sleep. Uh, like, obviously... Every, no sleep. Yeah. No sleep <laughs> obviously, up. everybody needs their sleep. But it's, like, you know... It, like, you were explaining to me earlier, that like... The fact that you don't sleep that much is because mm-hmm. it's a sign that the insides are healthy. Like you yep. don't need to shut down for that mm-hmm. long, and then and and also too, it's like when you put that in perspective. I think of like I started thinking of like my grandparents and like you know they're older in age, like they're in their eighties now, and like they sleep. Yeah, they like to sleep, like take naps during the day, and, like, should, stuff man. like that. They yeah, like right. Too, I mean, yeah, to. right. I mean, they've worked they worked their whole life to get to the point where mm-hmm. if it's one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I feel like that's because, you know, they get, it's like, you start winding down, right? Your, the body is mm-hmm. your vehicle, right? This yeah. is just a vehicle. Our souls are what, are what we are, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you start seeing that breakdown and it's like the soul's still there, yeah. right? The soul still wants to be kicking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how then do we like, almost bring it back, you know what yeah. I mean? And where in terms of bringing it back and like keeping going what motivates you on this like daily basis to keep pursuing this dream and like keep grinding and building your company when it's just it could be just as easy to be like huh all right i'm just gonna go play baseball like kind of put this to the side for now you know um there's a bunch of different things honestly it's not you can't pinpoint it onto one thing it's interesting because some of them aren't like necessarily healthy mm-hmm. like sometimes it's like you made this jump to be an entrepreneur everyone thinks that you've got this business well you better be a fucking success otherwise you're gonna look like you know someone who fell on their ass and like that's not necessarily a healthy thing to like think about because like you want to have positive thoughts you want to be reinforcing and it's like well that so that's why you keep doing it like you yeah. know and I don't want to be about that but like the the it's it's because I didn't want I knew that I don't want to have that that nine to five job and like there is times when it's stressful and it's like damn like why wouldn't I just do that but that's because like I chose this so that I've got the ability to do what it is that I want if I do want to take the day off and go who knows feed the homeless or if I want to even just take a vacation with my girlfriend like I've got that freedom and I just knew that the the way shit we're talking about sleep like who said that we need to be asleep <laughs> at night like why can't we right. just take you know like two hour naps throughout the day yeah. and like sometimes we're up in the middle of the night I think that we as a as a western society like that's not what how it is in some places in Europe my girlfriend's family um, is Puerto Rican but they've got um, family in Spain her uncle's a DJ in Spain and okay. like just the way of living there like they don't go out until 11 or 12 sometimes aren't back in and like they even have like a shutdown hour where everyone rests in the middle of the day like there's yeah. nothing open and it's just we've programmed ourselves to constantly be 
on the go like this and it's I'm like, trying to yeah be on the go but at the same time know when it is time to take a step back and appreciate it all yeah it's uh, an interesting complex of fight or flight and like sometimes you don't need either one you need to just like chill out yeah and do what you love and yeah you gotta make some money to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to, survive. to survive right it's and it, you know it's funny that you know like, like how we're talking about the, the just like the different ways in which people operate right mm-hmm. I don't know about you but I, I love night I love being up at late night mm-hmm. because it's so fucking peaceful yeah like I can sit out on the stoop you know what I mean? Just like with my notebook and pen and just like write poetry, mm-hmm. you know, think of like some new ideas for the podcast. And it's like, yeah, I'm not in nature, but like at like three, at like two thirty, three 3 a.m. on like a Wednesday night, it's dead. Yeah. Like nobody's out, especially during these past couple months with the mm-hmm. lockdowns. This place is like ghost town. Yeah. And like, you know, you've been in Pittsburgh now for five years. You know what Southside's like on a Friday, Saturday, I'm sure. It's yeah. a zoo. Crazy. And like to all of a sudden it was weird, like that St. Patty's Day weekend, you know, was like the last no, like, like the big last hurrah. One. <laughs> it was like weird like the following weekend, I'm like looking around I'm like there's nobody here. It's uh-huh. a ghost town all yeah. of a sudden. Like over it was like overnight, like boom, everybody's right. gone. And like I remember seeing like on my street like this, this is pretty there's a lot of college kids that live on my street and I remember like the like couple weeks following the lockdown like when you know basically universities said like hey like you gotta get home like we're closing dorms everything's going online mm-hmm. you know I just saw like massive it was like a big move out day in Southside like, <laughs> and like it was funny like you could see where all the college kids lived and what houses cause like yeah. they're empty now uh-huh. you know a lot of them are empty or just starting to get you know or just starting to you know get filled again and it was just weird that like all of a sudden it was like ghost town but what's nice is about the nighttime for me is like I'm able to just like my phone's not blown up like yeah. there's not just like so many less distractions where I feel like it's easier for me to kind of like one get into my own head and like uh-huh. deal with my like the mental health things that I'm working through but also to like just give me time to just disconnect mm-hmm you know yeah, just no, step away now do you do you ever like for me I, I find sometimes like I'll stress yeah. I'll stress when it's time when it's nighttime because like oh then will I fall asleep too late and then wake up at one tomorrow and like the rest of the world is already got their day done, started yeah. and so like now I'm not on the same schedule will I miss opportunities by not keeping a consistent schedule and then I realize like, just <laughs> chill out again yeah. just chill just out chill. it's gonna, it's just gonna be. be all right just be. Just be. <laughs> um, so moving forward, uh, tell me a little bit about like the business model mm-hmm. then of your company and like um, where you're trying to like go. So just like give me like kind of just like a brief description of like your business plan. Yeah. So the business, the immediate business plan is I want to extend our line of products and come out with some some clothes but like I said before I, I started out with t-shirts and realized really quickly that if you come out with one design and you're just holding <laughs> you're just holding on to cash you're holding on to inventory <laughs> um, so now I've been trying to do like more limited edition stuff with the clothes mm-hmm. but the main thing is that we're all more than meets the eye right there's stories about you that I don't know there's stories about everyone that we don't know right and so like I want to bring that all full circle in the sense that 
um, we can all do more, help mm-hmm. more, do more for ourselves, do more for other people. And so that business model is that like my, so my, my CBD company or the CBD aspect of the company, I've got three different blends. They're Lunar, Nature, and Sunshine. Well, the tie-dye that I use for all my clothes correlates with those colors and stuff like that. So I wanted to like bring everything full circle and that's a way to like connect everyone. So you're into clothes. Oh, okay. Oh, you also and people often miss the the aspect of doing multiple things you yeah. know doing they, they want to focus on one thing and it limits yourself it, down the line at a higher end um, rec center where artists and athletes can come train okay one side is for arts, one side's for athletics, all sports, all, all different types of mediums. And uh, in order to get there, I had to be creative in the sense that people aren't just gonna buy clothes. You have to buy CBD. The business model now is to come up with limited stuff. That way it creates more of an urgency for people to get it because otherwise it's gone. And right. as the company has grown, you know, at first that was kind of hard to do because like even just as a consumer, if I was a consumer looking at my stuff, it's like, oh, like it's not something that I need. Like it's not that sweet, not that dope that I want it. Right. But like now I've got some money to like put like quality products out there so that, yeah, it's something that's like, oh man, I better snag one of those before right. I sell out. Well, I mean, obviously there's definitely a learning curve to everything, right? Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like you were explaining that like you didn't even go to school for business. You went for creative writing and it's uh-huh. like... Obviously, there's going to be a learning curve to this, yeah. right? Well, yeah, and I also have to give credit to, to my parents and, like, the, the privilege that I was brought up with that um, I worked, I had my insurance license to sell from, I think, 16 years old to about 20 years old, and that's what I did. I worked with my parents. Uh, they've got their own agency through Farmers in California, and that's where I learned business. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn business in a traditional school sense. Right. Um, customer service like everything that I do is like they, my parents have a great retention rate their clients always come back and like that's like very important to me the sense of community the sense of family like that's a big part of the, the business model is that I didn't want to target kids looking for cannabis clothes I didn't want to target just uh, one demographic <coughs> excuse me and when I came here. I realized that I, I don't need to go to. I don't need to go to school for business anymore. What do I like to do? Which was creative writing. I like to write. The knowledge that they gave me, being in that office setting, was un- incomparable to sitting in a classroom right. and listening to someone else who's done it. Like I, I've done it, but it's just I needed to do it on my own terms and step away from that type of uh, of work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, a lot of when you think about it, like a lot of the things that you learn or you did the, like a lot of the tools, right? Mm-hmm. You know, come from the experience, right? To yeah. come from doing it. You know, I, it's like the I was so the, the the first degree that I started off with was biomedical engineering and Oof. yeah. 
<laughs> well, for, yeah, first I wanted to go be a doctor. Yeah, then yeah. Uh, after a semester, I realized it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And it was because I got a little bit of that experience where, you know, before college, like, you know, in high school, like, obviously, like, they don't have... I mean, my my school was pretty fortunate in Central, like, I have, like, you know, 3D printers by the time I was, like, a junior, I think is when we got uh, our first school? one. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. We got, that's like, sweet. we had, like, what? 3D printer. Do we even have, they have, like, a water cutter now or something? Uh-huh. It's, like, yeah. shoots, like, very high-pressurized yeah, water, yeah. like, cut plastics. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, Central's done a really good job of, like, trying to bring I mean it is a college preparatory school so like they've tried to bring all this like good technology in but like you know in high school you got like I said very limited experience and when I got that experience a little bit even just like from working in the labs to you know learning a little bit about coding and stuff like that I was like huh I like it. I like some aspects of it, but this is not what I want to do. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I want to spend four years of college right, learning. And, right, and and then I can really only do that in my field once <laughs> I graduate. Right, and it's um, like, you know, when I when I stepped away and like I kind of found what I want to do now, and then with this podcast, it's like I knew nothing about audio, like editing, mm-hmm. knew nothing. I didn't even know how to start or publish a podcast, like how to distribute nothing. Like, i just kind of been learning all this, like, on my own as I go. And it's all been a learning curve. There's been, like, I've had shitty interviews. I've had great interviews. I've had unexpected times where people walk in through the door. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's just, like, um, you have to you have to go and you have to experience to be able to correct and to learn and adapt constantly because that's all we're doing is yeah. like we're beings that constantly are adapting yeah. learning new and ways to, to yeah, take those tools and realize when it's time to put them down or when it's right. time to apply them to something else right or but, when it's uh, time to just you don't need them anymore yeah uh-huh. you know what I mean like your tool belt I like to call it like like either like a tool belt or like a, a tool box right mm-hmm. where it's just like you're gonna like you're not gonna if you're going to like if you're, if you're getting and in, in putting a roof on a house, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna bring tools that you would use to go and do a brick patio, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. There's different tools for every job, and it's kind of like with life, in terms of like when we get into mental health a little bit, like figuring out what your triggers are, right? Yeah. And then figuring out what the correct tools are the for triggers, for that yeah. trigger because every trigger is gonna have a different tool to, you know what I mean? There's not just one way to cope, in my opinion. Yeah. There's multiple ways that people cope in different situations, right? Yeah. So you need to have a very versatile toolbox. So going off of that, in terms of versatility, we talked a little bit about like products and like the, the clothing aspect too. What right now would you say are like your top three products and what has been your marketing strategy to kind of make sure you're pushing them correctly? Uh-huh. Well, I also do baseball lessons. Baseball lessons really is the main thing as far as product goes. I mean, I know I can I can teach you how to throw harder. Let's let's put it that way. I can teach you how to throw harder, most definitely. And um, I market that based off of like um, the fact that I just got out of like I feel like you your parents can get the college books. They can get the stuff that tells them about, you know, what to expect when your kid's going to go to college. And they can give you a book about, like, how you prepare 
whether it's academically, socially, financially for college, but it's usually made by some counselor that's been out of the game for a while. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically how I um, market that is I'm, I've, I've just been in it. I transferred schools. I was in school for a long time. I know about financial debt and how to minimize that with AP classes, whatever it is. And then I also... Um, the recruiting process for high school kids, because that's the main demographic of what I teach, is a lot of times they haven't really sent too many emails. They didn't grow up like me where I was in an office at 16 selling insurance. They they haven't wrote too many emails that are proper to um, addressing an adult. It either sounds like the parent wrote it or it sounds like a text message. Right. And then going off of that... What's up, Maxie? Um, I've also got... How's it going, Mike? <laughs> He's, he's freaking huge, dude. Yeah, I told you he's, he's big. big boy. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Alright. I'll just be up here. Alright. You only have to go to work. Uh, in like 20, in about a half an hour. Okay, then, okay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, man. Alright. <laughs> but, um, the other two, the other products, I mean, I, I love the creams that we make. Those are like a, are the main thing that people get because, yeah, I... My girlfriend's a dancer, like I said. I play baseball and help with other sports and training. Like those are the main anti-inflammatory things. And right. as far as marketing goes, I don't do too much other than social media marketing for those. I, I need to get better at email marketing and and doing that type of thing. But like we've talked about, it's it's hard to like sit down and just market traditionally. But actually, oh man, I totally forgot about this. Went right over my head. I actually drive Uber. As well. Okay. And right. I will literally say, I will literally give flyers, flyers out to every single person that's in there. And to me, that's that's paid marketing. Yeah. More people should do that. I feel like it probably artists probably do that. They probably give out their CD or yeah. something. Dude, well, but because I, that's like I remember last summer I was walking down the street and mm -hmm. this uh, this guy like approached me. He was like, "Hey man, like, you know, uh, like I had these hats for sale." And he was like selling hats. They were like five dollar hats, mm -hmm. right? And uh, along with it, like, he handed out, like, a CD with it. Like, it was, like, his mixtape. Oh, uh, very nice. But, like, it was kind of, like, uh, for a second, I was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, I'll go listen to it. And then, But then I came home, and then I realized, like, I'm looking at my stereo system that I had at the time. Didn't nothing have a CD player in it. And then I, <laughs> I look at my Mac, and I'm like... Nothing for CDs. There's nothing for CDs. Like, what the... Like, yeah. it's weird. Old yeah, that was uh, <laughs> like, but it was like not too long ago where I remember having like a whole binder full of CDs in like mm -hmm. my parents' car for like any time we went on like not just a road trip, but to go to the grocery store or whatever. Like, yeah. flip through the catalog, like, picked out your CD and put it in. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, but now it's like burning CDs. I yeah. Oh my god, I loved burning CDs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember I used to burn like CDs for uh, like wrestling practices and like shit when we were when we were younger and like you know ACDC and yeah. <laughs> so like Ozzy Osbourne whatever you want man. right and right. it was like but now it's like your phone is the CD your phone's mm -hmm. the computer your phone does everything mm -hmm. like I'm like when I'm at work sometimes and like I, you know, I'm, I'm able to bring my laptop obviously I'll be sitting there if I have an interview that I need edited Mm -hmm. I'm on my phone editing my interview now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like your, your phone has become the source of everything. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's also a trap. Like, I find myself, I'm supposed to be working on a post or something like that. Like, get sidetracked. Scrolling. And yeah. Like, yeah, you get all these fucking notifications popping up. And it's like, 
do I really need to check this right now? And it's like, I mean, I just want to get rid of that little freaking red dot with the <sighs> with the one on it. Yeah. And then you end up scrolling for a little bit before you know it, you've like an hour is gone out of your day just to like looking at stuff. So I've really been trying to filter what I'm following mm-hmm. because like everything's food, right? Like everything, whether it's um, physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual food, like, no matter what we're doing, like, we're taking it in, and right. it's getting stored somewhere. Right, yeah, you're always, you're constantly digesting and storing yeah. information and so at, on I, all um, levels. I just, uh, that's, like, one way, like, that I try to market, too, is, like, following and making sure that, like, what I'm looking at is stuff that coagulates with what it is that I'm trying to do. Right. Um, and then we also are hands-on company where we give 15% away to things in need but you so some that might not necessarily be I'm writing new I'm writing some foundation a check so if I sell a product and I get 15% away sometimes like I'll go and make clothes and give them out to the homeless that's like one of the highlights of this whole journey for me is I'm starting to see homeless people walking around Pittsburgh wearing the shirts that I gave them and yeah. I know it's mine because it's a bright ass tie-dye shirt <laughs> and then the other things that I've made are like scarves like with Hawaiian print and like they're like lime green like yeah. red you know ridiculous colors <laughs> and weird too like the one dude I saw wearing the scarf he was like hot as hell I'm like what is this guy doing wearing a scarf and it's like 90 degrees out yeah. but I mean <laughs> hey some of them some of them are probably being used for face masks too yeah, yeah. I actually didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so walk me through a little bit of your supply chain, because mm-hmm. before the interview you were telling me like you basically you are the show mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. So like you make like you make the you make your oils like the shirts mm-hmm. like everything. So yeah. So I, I like to collaborate. Like that's another part of the business model too. Is that now like I've spread myself so thin that working together with people on products and like convincing them like let's let's give this portion to like like the benefit that you want to do let's give a portion to this and like let's work together to make it we have a sister company out in florida called bells bico okay that's where i source most of the base cbd stuff to turn into the products that i make okay um we've been working together for a while um really great company i think they give 15 percent to autism research okay it's a family friend of mine um the matucci family and just uh so i'll get usually the the hemp from them a hemp for always we use third-party testing that way that it's always to make sure like oh the hemp farmer is not the one who tested it it's yeah like, oh yeah this is legal this is less than 0.3 percent thc off the nine we've got because otherwise it's illegal then i'd be a cannabis an illegal cannabis dealer basically which right. i'm not trying to be um so we get that and then it's like okay well how much do we need to make of a certain product for me it's like my demand's not quite there to where i need to have a crazy stock in Mm -hmm. um our creams last honestly i like one cream lasts me anywhere from a month and a half to three months so it's not like if someone buys a cream and i like that I need, I know I'm gonna need to make a bunch more after that. Right. And they help with like a bunch of the holistic stuff for uh, like making soaps, the oils. It's um, it's always a need. It's on a need to basis as of right now. I keep a stock, so if I make a cream, I'm usually making ten of them. If I have an order, that way I've got some in stock and I don't need to make it again. Right. But yeah, supply chain comes from a third party. Um, we get the hemp 
and we process it usually in bulk, try to either if I fly down there or have them make the product, it's still homemade, handmade, or vice versa. Sometimes it'll come to me and they'll do the oil and then I'll use the oil to turn it into cream or just straight tincture or yeah. sometimes uh, people, yeah, people have been really liking the soaps so far. It really, really gives a zen feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess, the process of chain for supply. As far as the clothing goes, though, clothing, sometimes, like, I'll just go through my, my stuff. People will donate all the time since we do help with the homeless. Yeah. And um, my girlfriend's dad's a senior graphic designer down in Florida. Okay. So he helps me get, like, services where we make all the shirts, too, right at the, at the place. It's, like, a, it's a service that he provides where he'll send us the stuff to print on, and it's as simple as, like you've ever done those iron press things yeah. it's like that but like a little bit more high tech we okay. have a press and like you just cut out the logo throw it on the shirt press it all right there um, which is awesome because it gives the versatility of like I can literally make a bunch of different designs without having to get a hundred things printed and then they're sitting there for a long time so in terms then, so we, we've covered supply chain, we've covered kind of what your mission mm-hmm. is a little bit. What made you choose Pittsburgh other than the fact that you transferred to Point Park to play yeah. you know, baseball? Mm-hmm. Why did you choose Pittsburgh to start your company? Um, I mean, well, I, to- I think I told you the story. I very ignorant of me. When I decided to go to Point Park University to play baseball, I didn't know that Pittsburgh was a city like it is, how beautiful it was. Um, I really did not know where I was going to school. I picked a school on a whim, and I thought I was going to be out in the boonies, like, you know, <laughs> swamp. I don't want to throw Beaver County, like, in the mix, but like, yeah. that's what I pictured. That's yeah. what I pictured, and I, I love Beaver County. Like, that's, like, I see myself settling down somewhere like that where okay. I've got a bunch of land and I'm surrounded by nature so I'm not bashing Beaver County <laughs> but like that's where I thought I was going to school and so yeah. you come through that tunnel bro you come through Fort Pitt Tunnel and you see freaking city it's yeah. like oh man I'm like breathtaking mom, mom like this is where I'm going to school yeah and like there was a little part of me that knew like I think I'm gonna be here a while and then I found out the cost of living compared to San Diego California and yeah. I was like uh yeah, it makes it makes more sense to stay here and travel to and from than right. to try to do this in California. And it's a pretty saturated market. Like yeah. for what I wanted to do. Everyone's doing art, everyone's doing athletics, everyone's doing clothes in California. And like that was also something that I noticed very shortly was that there wasn't there like if there was a like a beachy vibe or like a coastal type of clothing out here it was a straight up pot leaf on a shirt like saying like legalize it or like and that to me that's tacky like that's not what like i'm not that's not what i was about so i wanted to bring something subtle from the west coast to the pittsburgh like it's like oh if all the trees are at the bottom it's like you know anyone can get on board with that doesn't yeah. you need to be a stoner to to rock some of our gear right it's almost and, like uh, a, i feel like it's like a blank slate yeah like it's almost like it gave you the ability to be like I feel like test a lot, like, or at least go through a little bit more of, like, trial runs and test more ideas, because Mm -hmm. it's, like, I mean, it wasn't, what, I think, maybe about two, three years ago, I started seeing, like, CBD even be mentioned in Pittsburgh, and, Mm -hmm. like, popping up in, like, the vape shops along these parts in here. Yeah, and I mean, different qualities, like, all depend, but that's, that's, that's beside the point, we, um, 
were talking about how like I decided to stay. Another reason was that like I, I mean I be, I became a, a a man here, man. Like I uh, I got kicked out of Point Park because before my pot was decriminalized. You know I had some pot on me and I was an, an athlete. I was, I was made an example of, mm-hmm. and I you know turned my life around. Got got back in school, but they had they had kicked me out. They let me back in. And I you know flew straight edged and um, just uh, wanted to like not necessarily give back to the community that gave me so much but it's just like this is where I found myself and like I just I've thought about leaving I've thought about going home like that's going back to your earlier question like that's a big portion of why I decided to become an entrepreneur is like I'm blessed to have a family as a safety net yeah if I fall on my ass like I can go back and sell insurance and you know live on the beach like it's not like I've got a like push come to shove I'm I'm gonna be okay Right. And like a lot of people don't have that opportunity. And while just this is somewhere where I was able to like be on my own and really see what I could do. Yeah. It gives you a chance to fail. Yeah. And mm-hmm. fail miserably if, if, if it comes to it. So actually that's, that was my next question is what has been like the biggest either failure you've had or just like some sort of obstacle that like you've had to overcome like since you've started this company since you've like been here in Pittsburgh what is, what is that what's been the biggest failure you've had that was probably it man getting 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 kicked out of school for just having like a little bit of cannabis on me I uh, that was pretty demoralizing because like my you know my grandparents didn't even know that I smoked weed they didn't know anything about it so having to tell my family like not only did I lose my scholarship um, I'm also out of school they kicked me out of the dorm, so I was homeless for a couple of weeks, you know, couch crashing. Spent a few nights out there with the homeless, vibing. Um, but I want, um, <clears throat> that was like tough because not, what was, was real tough was not that part, but it was like coming back. Yeah. It was coming back and like kind of having this, this unrealistic notion that everyone saw me as this bad person and the fact that there's stories and like that's something that you could look up, like, it's not a secret. So I'm teaching lessons to kids. So that's one of the things that I've got to bring up every time because if you know, they go searching Addison Domingo on the internet, there is a little bit of stuff about me having marijuana that pops up. And you know, some parents are old school. Some parents don't want their kids to be associated with that. And that's fine. Totally. Yeah. Like, and I that's believe that choice, in, yeah, right? in transparency, like they shouldn't have to get a few lessons from me and then find that out and be like, yo, what the hell is this? Right. So I'm very transparent with that. And that was like, a major obstacle um, to get past that and decide to like really jump and go for it. Another obstacle that is pretty prevalent is the um, was the was the professional baseball career. Do I silence my ego and you know it's time to work? It's time to do things. Uh, you know, put baseball dreams aside um, because everyone you know everyone wants to see how how far they can take it. Right. And so silencing that ego and realizing that I wanted to do more and help more people is probably a big obstacle. It's an obstacle I'm still struggling with. I mean, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm going to play in some adult leagues and stuff here. It's not nearly the competitiveness that I could be, but it doesn't matter to me anymore. Right. It's like it's, I've, I finally let go of that. Um, You're ready for the new chapter. Yeah, I'm ready for, yeah, totally. Totally so, ready for the new chapter. So then what is, what's been the highlight then? 
of this journey so far. I think we touched on it. You know, walking around the city, seeing homeless people rocking my clothes, yeah, has got to be got to be it. Um, this opportunity, just even speaking here with you, like the fact that I'm getting some recognition, not being a local boy, not being from here, really is uh, makes me proud of like how far that we've come. Yeah, and it's not something that. Uh, Again, can't put any you can't put any one moment on it, but that's the uh, that's the goal, man. Is to see not I guess the next big goal, which isn't really like a like a money thing or tangible thing, is to be like I want to see someone rocking my gear, giving some of my gear to someone else that needs it. Yeah, like that's like the next thing that I'd like to see. Right, is like to see that this idea that I've created that we can all help more, we can all do more be blossomed between other people right so to show that we're all lights and like if i can just treat everyone together great, like we're yeah. all gonna be it's it's a it's a controlled flame we can light up the world in a sense if i you and i are flames and we go out and touch five lives and they'll go they go out and touch five lives yeah in an unspeakable way like we can really change the world where it becomes a problem is trying to reach too much right trying yeah. to think that oh i know what's right for the world right and then what happens to a flame that goes to it turns into a wildfire right it destroys right so i'm trying to like reel that in and realize like you know you don't need to be this big old global company that's changing the world but like be true to what you stand for and like the good things are going to happen mm -hmm. so so then the last question then i have for you is you know we've talked a lot and we've touched on a lot mm -hmm. Not not even just in this interview, but even before. I mean, shit, you've been here since, you've been here since noon, just bullshitting, yeah. and it's been awesome. So like, what's then from everything that we've talked about today, in it overall, mm -hmm. what would you say? What kind of what advice, right? Would you give to somebody who's looking to start their own company, doesn't really know, right? If they have what it takes or whatever. Mm -hmm or maybe it doesn't even have the resources, what, what's, what's your advice to, to like, even like somebody like yourself, if you could go back before you even started your company, right? And like tell yourself like, hey, blank, 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 yeah. and you'll be fine. Like, Don't what? do it, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I would say that, um, to not, uh, I think I said it before, to not limit yourself, you know, don't, Everyone, don't put your eggs all in one basket. Like, that's like a common thing. I feel like it's like, oh, I'm gonna do clothes. Oh, I'm gonna do this. Like, who knows where life's gonna take you, right? Right. You, the te like perception, even memory, like the past is gone. The future is yet to come, and like the present's here. So like, there could be an opportunity that's knocking on your door right in your face, but you've spent three years building something. And all of a sudden, the whole course might change. So keeping those options open and like keeping your mind broad instead of being like, oh, I need to dial in, is where you're gonna have success. And it's gonna keep it more fun. It's yeah. gonna keep it from like, because that's the thing that I struggle with is like, why did I pick this? Like this is super stressful over and over again. And then you take a step back and you're like, well, I, I chose this for a reason. So let's like get back to that. That core back reason. To that reason. Right. Uh huh. And like, you know, having a. Then that's not the same to not have a plan, to not. Have goals. Have and, goals right. and checklists and stuff that you feel like that you need to do. And like, but like visualizing is key and stuff like that. But also, like, 
making sure that you're constantly doing that because the vision might change, right? The 10, 10 years ago, the version of you is totally different than the you now. Right. Whether that be religious beliefs, moral beliefs, just jobs, like everything is constantly changing. Change is the only constant. Right. And so being able to adapt with those is probably the number one advice I could give. And to not get discouraged. I mean, we all going to have our ups and downs. Right. Well, Addison, I thank you so much for stopping by the stoop Dude, today, thank man. Thank you for having me, man. This has, been, this has been awesome. I'm yeah, digging the hat. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's always part two. Yeah. There's man. always going to be a part two. Sweet. And uh, for those uh, who we haven't publicized this yet, um, but we are Stoop Kids 412 is going to be collabing with uh, Follow the Trees, Ride the Vibe, and also our friend Alec Munson, who was on the previous not previous, two episodes ago with uh, B-Side Vintage. Uh, we're going to be partnering, uh, doing a 24-hour live benefit. Um, proceeds will be going to, we haven't determined a, a, a foundation or charity yet, but uh, all proceeds from the event are going to be donated um, to causes that are, we think, deemable as of right now in this uh, polarized political and like kind of civil unrest period that we're kind of experiencing um, so make sure you tune in uh, for that and details will be released on social media in the following days here um, but Aston please uh, give yourself uh, a shout out that way people know where to not only just find like you mm-hmm. and like as yourself but also where to find like your company your products and all that yeah so our I mean, we do have a website it's uh, follow the trees ride the vibe.com it's kind of a mouthful I feel like I need to change that but <laughs> it is what it is now um, Instagram is at follow the trees underscore ride the vibe um, I think we on Facebook Twitter it's hard to keep up with man honestly <laughs> but um, we're we run everything from our apartment uh, up on Mount Washington the um, my Instagram is my artist name is much lover at much x love x three and um, you can see a lot of my original stuff and like that up there like you know some baseball stuff but mostly art some poetry um and that's a way that i you know market as well like you can reach out to me on there it's not it's it's one i'm trying i mean that's the the idea right like a company is an extension of yourself right so what is it going to stand for i'm trying to make sure that those are those are in line okay um how, how much time do, i'm sorry i've got something that i'd like to read if possible go for it all right that's a little poem I read that I feel like is pretty rev- uh, relevant? Revenant? Relevant. Yeah, relevant. Yeah, creative writing major. <laughs> hey, part. it's alright. I'm in the, one of my majors is English and I'm a terrible speller. I can't it's spell right. worth a shit. Thank you for your spell check. <laughs> <laughs> right? They got Grammarly now. Oh my right? god, beautiful. I didn't have that one, but uh, yeah. So this is called uh, Let Me Speak. Let me speak. Let me breathe. Yeah, let me be. My turn to finally speak, finally to see that we are part of the problem, support and system, suppressing us from being free. Rise with me, minorities. Majorities cannot see the men I am, the men I be. Blinded by prejudice, racism's deep. Pick and choose who has to freeze, who gets to live, who gets to breathe. Don't feel safe when we walk the streets. Without justice, there'll be no peace. He needed air, now he's deceased. Our hands up, please don't shoot, just let us be. 
Hello, Mr. Officer. I understand you have a job to do. I hope you understand that we do too. And no, we don't want to have no beef with you. Can't you see we're trying to make peace with you? Step across that line, take a knee and join our side. Take a risk and speak the truth. We need some change and it starts with you. Others will follow once you make the first move. The biggest protest in history, we cannot lose. Just let us speak, just let me speak. I'm not blind, I've got privilege inside of me. I can see, the blessed life has provided me. I'll use its tools to unleash the light of me. I'll claw and scratch for what I believe. See, to have this privilege is a gift. I'll cause a shift, a whole new world, peaceful lives for boys and girls. A whole new place, equality for every race, where we judge by souls and not by face. So let me be, just let me speak. Let's rid the world of enemies. Much love. Dude, that was fucking great. Sweet. That was really good. Cool. That was a that was a flow. Yeah. That yeah. was that was that was, oh. It's like I don't when I write I don't say it say it out loud. So a lot of times when I start going I either go too fast and so it goes between poem, yeah. song, whatever. But like yeah, I mean that's something that's been weighing on my heart. It's been hard to write. Actually that's something that I haven't like talked about is that with a lot of people is that it's hard to write after school because I was pounded creative writing. Oh my God. It became homework. Yeah. And then, so that's how I got into art and painting actually was that like all of a sudden that became my escape. Right. It became a way for me to like flush out everything and just like relax and just like meditate almost. Yeah. Because as soon as I would sit down to write, it's like I had this over analytical aspect of it and like was like, why am I writing this? Like, what purpose is this actually going to help the company? Is this actually going to help me? Yeah. Instead of just just being and letting the words, words flow, it's been way too, like, much of a head case for me. This is the first thing I've written, probably, like, like honestly written in, like, two years since school was done. Yeah. Like, and it's not done. I'm going to figure out what to do with it, but... No, it was beautiful. Yeah, thank you for Powerful. having me. Powerful. Absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure. Um Everybody, make sure uh, to follow Addison uh, on social media. Tune into the website at followthetreesridethevibe.com. Uh, also, make sure you tune into our website as well, www.stoopkids412.com. That's S-T-O-O-P-K-I-D-Z-412. Um, make sure you stay up to date with uh, all interviews coming up. Uh, next artist coming on is uh ryan hayes who will be in the studio on i believe it's june 16th at 1 p.m uh so make sure to tune in for that interview as well um make sure you're following us on our social media platforms all the links uh can be found on our website um or if you go to our instagram page which is our main host on social media at stoop kids uh 412 um, link in the bio will take you to the website and it'll take you to all the um, podcast platforms that we're on. We're on eight different platforms Spotify, um, Apple, Anchor, you name it, we're on it. Got the YouTube page up as well. So, anywhere to find us, make sure you're tuning in. And until uh, next time, I'm your host, Meet, and this is Stoop Kids 412 signing off. Have Dude, a great day. The Stoop, man. <laughs> Stoop Kids 412.